how puffy my eyes are. I'm sleepy. I want to go back to sleep. I'm tired. It's all rainy out. It's good to get to sleep. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. This week? Why? Hmm. I'm not sure. Oh well. Um. Yeah. Why am I tired? Because I went to bed late. Why did I go to bed late? Because I watched something on the internet. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have been a fan of rap music forever. I, I think rap music was really the first music that I that I truly enjoyed back when I was about 12, 13. And last night, uh, two of the biggest, uh, most famous personalities and in, in musicians in the rap genre uh, did what they presented as a, a battle, but really it was just a live two-person concert streamed over Instagram of Snoop Dogg and DMX. And it was, uh, how long did we go? An hour and a half? Longer. Maybe one, maybe an hour 45. It was phenomenal. It was just, they just, they did a ton of songs and um, they each did, you know, they each did a little bit of backup for, for the other. It was, it was a ton of fun. And it started at eight and I think I ended up going to bed after 10 because of because it went so late it was cool it was a good time and well worth losing a little bit of sleep over the rest of the day was pretty good uh, got work done taught some fitness lined up a couple other things What's up, Grunty Cat? It's um, very grunty. Brain's not awake yet. Coffee's got to kick in. What else did I do? I only worked till about three. I'm getting better at this. Just saying, you know, you got a fixed amount of stuff to do. You might as well just get it done and then call it a day. So I did that. Today's similar, not a lot on the calendar for today, but some big things. So tonight, dinner with a client, new client. Technically not a client yet, but should become a client. And that's a follow up from last week because I was a little bit sick. I woke up last Thursday and said, oh, not feeling great. I don't want to get you sick. This gentleman and his, his wife, they're in their 60s, so don't want to get anybody sick, especially older people, especially given what's going on right now. So we rescheduled for today. And the other thing that's going on is the disaster of a vehicle 
is going to the dealership and Mazda has flown out an engineer who apparently is going to take the car for the day and then something. This is their third repair attempt or so they're, they're claiming through the Lemon Law process uh, even though this is like their 400th repair attempt. Not really. 15th. And there's got to be a lot of pressure on this person. Because if they can't fix things, Mazda's out a car. Why do I don't build cars? I was, I've been watching uh, Tesla's stock. I don't own any stock in Tesla. But just watching what's going on with them and how rapidly they're growing, and then all of a sudden, they uh, they reported a profit for the second quarter, despite everything that's gone on. Through April, May, and June, Tesla made money. Elon Musk is brilliant. He really is. It would be interesting to run a to start a business at that, with, with that much capital, that much money, those resources. You know, instead of scrambling with whistle kick and, and putting in orders of, you know, five and $10,000 to have a warehouse and some staff and bring in, you know, a few million dollars worth of product. And, different sizes and make sure it's all good to go and maybe some of it can be made here not just all that stuff I just the company would be so different if we if we had access to that if anybody out there has millions of dollars and would like to invest it in Whistlekick let me know because we're doing what we can but we could do more I had a conversation yesterday with no, I don't want to talk about that. Anything else I want to talk about? Some things just, it, it, they're interesting to me, but they're not going to be interesting in the way that I can share them. You know, I can't talk about everything in full detail. You know, there, are, there are some things that are uh, competitively restricted. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got to, to talk about today. We'll go to this. And it looks like we got some stuff from Frank. So shout out to Frank for not only these quotes here. Oh, good stuff. Um, but also all the help behind the scenes in this part. Remember, if you want to support First Cup, make a purchase, you know, Buy a shirt, buy a program, uh, contribute to the Patreon, something like that. Help us out. If you think you were too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. Dalai Lama. It's um, obviously true. For me, I think there, when we, when we talk about impact, there are two levels to, to look at. 
There's the level of impact that we make on other people and the level of impact we make on existence, the universe, the world. It is not terribly difficult and certainly not impossible to make an impact on other people. People do it all the time. I will guarantee that you have made an impact on someone somewhere along the way. Not to say it's not important, but it's, it's fairly easy. The more people you're trying to make an impact on and the more substantial the impact, obviously, the harder it gets. But an impact on the world, the universe, that's really hard to do. If you think about it, and, and the bigger the time that you consider, the more challenging it becomes to make that impact. You think about let's just say ice ages. You know, at some point we'll have another one, and it'll destroy most of the stuff. Not all the stuff. Maybe all of us. Maybe we'll all die. Whoever's left. So the the art, or the beautiful building, or the flower garden or any of the things that we build, they'll be gone. Does that mean we shouldn't do them? No, not at all. It doesn't mean that. It means we should recognize that part of what makes what we do valuable is it's, it's impermanent. It's fleeting. And all the more reason to value the process. If you're training at martial arts to become really fit or the best at a thing or to get this form down really, really well, that's great. But at some point, you will get older and that standing, that place in the world will change. Does that mean you shouldn't do it? No. It means you should enjoy the process of doing it. It means that the process of bettering yourself is the goal, not the actual betterment. Take that example, that uh, the quote with the mosquito. If you've ever been in a tent with a mosquito, you know how relieving it can be to finally get that mosquito and squash it. Brings you back to neutral, normal. There shouldn't be a mosquito in your tent. But how good does it feel after experiencing that mosquito for there to not be a mosquito? A day without laughter is a day wasted. Charlie Chaplin. I agree. You know, one of the things that we are not really good at here at Whistlekick is stuff on the humorous side. It's hard. It's hard to be funny. Um, I spent a good amount of time trying to construct a character that wasn't too close to Master Ken that I could work with and that character even at my best is not really that funny 
but we have some plans for adding some humor to Whistlekick Live starting in August. Stay tuned for that. Frank, if you haven't gotten an email yet, you will. Gabe's putting that together. And of course, Frank is our resident humorist. Is uh, hopefully going to help us out with that. Laughter is so important. You know, the two of the aspects of, of the human body that we don't fully understand are the brain and digestion. We're, we're, we're scratching the surface of what's going on in both of those areas. I suspect, however, that as we come to understand both of them better, we will see a very strong correlation is not the right word. We will see, we will understand how both love and humor impact those two systems of the body. I think it'll be pretty clear. They're critical. A life without love, a life without humor. Not worth living. So you find the humor, you find the love. Oh, you're back. She hasn't been eating as much lately. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I think she's starting to pull back, which is kind of hard. Oh. You should eat more. I like stand-up. Stand-up comedy is one of my favorite things. It uh, There's a purity to it. Really good stand-up. And if you've never watched live stand-up, you might not understand what that is. And how that... What I mean by purity. If you think about music, if you go to... You go see live music, what do you have? You have generally multiple people and instruments and sets and they have songs and people sing them and there's a, a broad shared experience. The energy is great. Now think about a comedy show. Maybe you have a set. Nobody's singing along. The bits that the comet presents, even if they're word for word, things that you know, they still present them slightly differently and nobody's reciting them. They're generally alone on stage. And good comics will adjust what they're saying based on the response they're getting. much in the way that a good instructor will run their class. What do you look at? I don't see anything out there. That structured yet freeform approach, I think it's pretty cool. And Netflix has a ton of great stand-up. It's pretty inexpensive to 
put together to to film a stand-up routine and put it on TV. So they've got a bunch of that. What was the one I was watching the other day? Who's got the new one? I think it's Patton Oswalt, who I don't generally like. But it was good. As I hurtled through space, one thought kept crossing my mind. Every part of this rocket was supplied by the lowest bidder. John Glenn. Astronaut, U.S. astronaut John Glenn. That's something that always blows me away. You know, we think about things like that. And how do we compensate for that? By being very, very specific. And of course, nobody does that. In my business, people ask me to, in my consulting role, people ask me, hey, uh, how much for this thing? How much for this website? Actually, I talked with a guy yesterday. And fortunately, this guy knows what he wants. Most people don't know what they want. They just want to know, they want to know how much for the thing that they want, but they don't know what it is. <laughs> I had somebody... Um, inquire about rebuilding their website. And it was going to be a reasonably lucrative project and I probably would have gotten the job because I have somebody on the inside. I have a friend who works there who would have advocated for me. And when it came right down to it, they wanted me to make a presentation of what I was going to build them and tell them how much it was going to cost. They were offering no input on what they wanted. And this company has to do with commercial real estate. And I, and I said, you know, do you bring in an architect and say, tell us what house you want to build, or rather what building you want to build and how much it's going to cost? No, that's not how that works. So. I walked away. That's one of the things that I've gotten better at in my career is when, when something, when you know it's going to be a disaster, just, just stay out of it. It's not, it is never, disasters are never worth the money. It doesn't matter what, what the budget is. It's always, you're always going to regret it. And the bigger the budget, the bigger the disaster it can turn into. You know, there are projects that I've lost money on over the years. Every time I try, I say, you know, oh, we just have to do this. Like there, there was another one. This person reached out, somebody that I, I know casually, and they said, hey, um, my website's gone belly up. And I, I need somebody to build a new one. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And I took a look at it, and I said, oh, okay, I see where, where some things went wrong. Um, yeah, let's just, let's just start from scratch. We'll just copy what's here and it'll be real simple. And is that what you're looking for? Yep. Yep. And I said, fine. It just take me a couple hours, 500 bucks. And so we did that. Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? I don't like that font. Can you do this? But, and it got to the point where, I mean, the, I, the person prepaid, fortunately, uh, looks like they, they abandoned it. And what do they have? They still have the broken website. Oh, well. 
beware the lowest bidder. Uh, what's, there's a quote, there's a quote about, uh, value, price, I don't have nearly enough of it. But just this idea that if you, you buy the cheapest thing, you're, you're going to end up buying more than once. There's a, if you look at anything, any market, there's a sweet spot in terms of value. You can buy the cheapest thing and you know you're getting the cheapest thing and sometimes that's appropriate. It's not a very good value because it's going to be low quality or break or you're not getting very much or whatever it is. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got the, the most expensive thing and that's rarely the best value either. But if you look somewhere in the middle, you'll see that there's, there's a point where you spend a little bit more and you get a lot more. And whatever I buy, I try to buy at that point. Vehicles, computers, um, other electronics, anything like that. That's how I, I do work on the house. You know, okay, let's find that sweet spot in terms of value and let's work from that. And we got one more today from someone I can, speaking of comedy, someone I consider to be one of the most brilliant comedic minds of all time, Lily Tomlin. The road to success is always under construction. Um, if you have not seen the show, um, Grace and Frankie on Netflix, you're missing out. It's, it's phenomenal. It's Lily Tomlin, it's Jane Fonda, it's Martin Sheen, and it's um, Sam Watterson. It's, it, it's, it's a great show. Grace and Frankie. Check it out. The road to success is always under construction. What does that mean? That To me, that means that there's no blueprint. The 10 people who were successful in this world ahead of you in this way you could do exactly what they've done but it's probably not going to work because you need to change it up a little bit hmm. how many people out there achieved extreme success on youtube early on quite a few how many people now are trying to become those people on youtube a lot. How many of them are going to do it? Very, very few. You've got to find a gimmick. You've got to find something that makes you different and stand out and be lucky and be smart to make all that work. Why don't you lay down? No, you're not laying on me. I don't want you to lay on me. No, nope. because you're not good with your claws lately. It hurts. Claws and legs. I think some of the most successful people, one of the things that they have, one of the skills they have that people don't talk about is their ability to respond instinctively to what their market, their group wants. If you look at anybody who produces anything, they know what their people want. 
Sometimes they know what their people want better than the people know. Nobody asked Apple for an iPad. Apple said, here's an iPad. In fact, if you go back when Apple released the iPad, they were mocked horrendously. Not so much for the tablet, but for the name. Nobody makes fun of the name now. Henry Ford is famous for saying, if I asked people what they want, they would have said a faster horse. Once you build a something, people will tell you with their feedback, with their words, with their actions, what the next thing or the next version or anything is. Um, Tesla's brilliant at this. Um, we try to be good at this. I don't know that we're great at it. I don't even know that we're good at it, but we try. And I'll continue to try. Who else is good at this? Man, brain's just not firing. Oh, you know who else is really good at this? It's Disney. Take a look at Disney. They're really good at that. Giving people what they want. Cool. All right. Well, that was a lot of interesting discussion. I hope you have a great day. I'm going to go have a great day. I'm going to go root for my car to not get fixed and for the engineer to throw in the towel and Mazda to buy this monstrosity back. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'd like a car that doesn't have problems. And other than that, I just got some work to do. So, you have a great day. I will see you back here tomorrow. I hope you leave me some quotes, some comments, some questions to respond to. The more of you that do that, the more fun this show is, the more fun I have. And other than that, yeah. Thanks for watching. Take care, everybody.